No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David concludes Psalm 69 with a call for judgment against his persecutors and a prayer that he would be set up high. We'll also cover Psalm 70, which inspires us to magnify God. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. In Psalm 69, David began in the pit. He was down in the lowlands where the water was deep. The problem was that there were many people who hated him for no good reason. So he cried out to the Lord for deliverance and grew weary of waiting for it. He endured the ridicule of many. Now these things pictured the rejection and the reproach of Jesus Christ at his crucifixion. David concludes this prophetic psalm as he calls for judgment against the adversaries of the Lord. We continue today in Psalm 69, 22. Let their table become a snare before them and their well-being a trap. Let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and make their loins shake continually. Pour out your indignation upon them and let your wrathful anger take hold of them. Let their dwelling place be desolate. Let no one live in their tents for they persecute the ones you have struck and talk of the grief of those you have wounded. Add iniquity to their iniquity. And let them not come into your righteousness. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. This is what we call an imprecatory psalm. That is, David was pronouncing judgment, calling for God's wrath against his enemies. Now, in verse 21, David said that they gave him gall or poison to eat and vinegar to drink. That was literally fulfilled when the Roman soldier soaked a sponge in vinegar and gave it to Jesus while he was on the cross. Now here David turns the tables on them by praying that their table would become a snare to them. Also that their eyes would be darkened. They thought that they could see so much, but he says, Lord, darken their eyes. Pour out your wrath upon them. Don't let them get away with it. And let their dwelling place be desolate. Now, after Judas had hung himself, we see that in Acts chapter 1, Peter stood up among the other apostles and said that they needed to choose someone to take Judas's place. And he quoted this verse 25 here in Psalm 69. Let his dwelling place be desolate and let no one live in it. And so, of course, they cast lots and and chose Matthias, uh, who was to be the one to take Judas's place. But that was quoted from here. Now, David said they persecute the ones you have struck. That is truly the spirit of the devil and the world. It's to kick those who are down. When you get in trouble, when you've made wrong decisions and now you're suffering for it, what does the world do? They, they kick in the teeth. They twist the arrows that the Almighty has inflicted into his soul. 
And then they spread their backbiting gossip. Did you hear what happened to so-and-so? Can you believe that? And an evil culture eats this stuff up. Then David said, don't let them enter your righteousness and let them be blotted out of the book of the living. That is a reference to the book of life, the registry of the saved that is in heaven. If their names are blotted out, they will have no hope on the day of judgment. Now, we have made the point that much of this psalm is prophetic, looking forward to the sufferings of Christ on the cross. But here is where David departs from the Lord's heart. For when Jesus was crucified, he did not pray that his enemies would be blotted out from the book of life. On the contrary, he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. You see, Christ died for the very ones who were crucifying and mocking him. And he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance and faith in him. How unlike most of us Jesus is. You see, naturally, probably most of us have the same vengeful spirit as David. I mean, I love it when the bad guy in the movie gets what's coming to him. It really takes the spirit of Christ living in us to change our hearts so that we desire to forgive those who have either hurt us or others. Lord, give us more grace. But I am poor and sorrowful. Let your salvation, O God, set me up on high. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bull, which has horns and hooves. The humble shall see this and be glad. And you who seek God, your hearts shall live. For the Lord hears the poor and does not despise his prisoners. David said, I am poor and sorrowful. Now this was not self-pity, but rather a genuine understanding of David's weakened condition before his ruthless attackers. Let your salvation set me up on high. That was David's prayer. And it's interesting that in Ephesians 2, the Apostle Paul commends the spiritual riches that we have through faith in Jesus Christ. He said, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. David longed for the Lord to set him up on high, and in Christ it has actually happened. Paul speaks of it as though it is already done. For in eternity, God already sees us as seated with Christ in the heavenly places. God has truly lifted us up. Now, David then said, magnify him with thanksgiving. I think that's one of the best things that we can do when we are under attack or trouble. Just give glory to God, begin thanking him, and it's amazing how it will lift your spirit. The humble shall see this and be glad. David realized that there was more at stake here than just his suffering. 
when he overcame it through faith by magnifying the Lord, the humble, those who trusted in the Lord, would see it and it would be an encouragement to them and they would be glad. They would rejoice in the Lord. For the Lord hears the poor and does not despise his prisoners. That's the beautiful thing is that God does incline his ear to the poor in spirit, those who call upon his name. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves in them. For God will save Zion and build the cities of Judah, that they may dwell there and possess it. Also the descendants of his servants shall inherit it, and those who love his name shall dwell in it. So a call, a universal call for praise, let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything moving in them. And then he says, God will save Zion, Jerusalem, build the cities of Judah. You know, it is the Lord who builds. Unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. I think a lot about this as we are getting ready to begin a building project on property we have owned for quite some time, that the Lord will build the house. It's his work and we get to join with him in it because he wants a place for his people to dwell. Now we come to Psalm 70. It's a very short psalm to the chief musician, a psalm of David, to bring to remembrance. This psalm is a repetition of the last verses of Psalm 40. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. It seems that so often God shows up in the very last minute, right when we are about ready to give up all hope. I think of the disciples out at sea, and it was in the fourth watch of the night as they're thinking they're going to drown because of the storm. Uh, and between three and six in the morning, Jesus comes out to them walking on water to save them. So often it seems like that's the way, and it, it tries our patience but God does deliver us in the nick of time. Let them be ashamed and confounded who seek my life. Let them be turned back and confused who desire my hurt. Let them be turned back because of their shame who say, aha, aha. Now, evidently that aha, aha was a derogatory term as though somebody gloating when things go wrong for you, you know, like, well, see, I told you. And it is that kind of an expression. Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And let those who love your salvation say continually, let God be magnified. See, we get this phrase in this psalm as we did in Psalm 69 about magnifying the Lord. Now consider how the world and the devil want to magnify everything that is wrong. We are so impressed with the pandemic, with more people that are contracting the coronavirus, uh, with the things that people say against us, with the evil of the opposing party and their rhetoric, with the fears of everything that could go wrong, etc., etc., etc. It seems like the enemy is continually magnifying whatever is wrong and evil and troubling in our hearts. But it's better for us to magnify the Lord. 
Now, that's not Pollyanna. It's just a wise practice to dwell on the good things that God is able to do through his mighty power, and he is the one that ultimately triumphs over all evil. I think of what Paul said in Philippians 4.8, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. That is just the polar opposite of what we get in the news every night. But when we magnify the Lord, when we fill our field of view with God and with his promises and thoughts of him, then it changes everything else. You can meditate on your feelings. It will never change the truth. Or you can meditate on the truth of the glory of God, and it will change how you feel. But I am poor and needy. Make haste to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. So again, just the cry of David's heart, Lord, come to my aid, don't delay. And I think we can all relate to that. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next week, we'll return to the book of 1 Samuel. This sets the stage for Israel seeking to be like other nations and requesting a king. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible.